0: Hello, everybody. My name is Kabir Narkarney, and this is Entrepedia, a podcast started by the East cell of St. Xavier's College. Hi. Welcome to our latest episode titled, A Promise of Consumerism Through Marketing. Our guest today is a veteran in the field of marketing with more than 15 years of experience, She was the head of modern trade at Monterleys International, where she has headed some of the most popular brand portfolios, such as Cadbury Dairy Milk, Five star Gems, Celebrations, and much more. So without any further ado, please welcome Ms. Parul Sharma. Hello, ma'am.
1: Hi. Hi, Kavir. Very glad to be here. And hello to everybody at the ESAM and all the students out there.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today, ma'am. It's an absolute honor. And I'm really looking forward to this uh, interview because marketing plays such a big role uh, in our lives, you know. I mean, we never, we ne- you don't realize it, but it's always there. It's always True. around us, whether you're watching a TV, whether you're watching TV or any ads, it's always around and plays such a big role. And this is this is something which I think all of us really want to know that the impact that marketing has, you know, so, so before we, it's an interesting in, place to be. Yeah, exactly. So before we get into the whole nitty gritty, I really want to start off about you. So could you tell us how your journey, you know, into the realm of marketing began, and you know what was the spark which made you realize that you wanted to do this?
1: Interesting. I think um, I don't know where to start because I've always loved stories. And I think one always loves stories as consumers first and appreciate the marketing effort really later. It is the stories that they touch touch you, they provoke you, they push you to think, and then they move you. As consumers, we realize only much later what goes behind those stories, the brands, what is the process, what are the actions taken, and who leads those actions, and that's marketing, right? So my journey really yeah. started with, uh, you know, getting completely bedazzled by Cadbury Dairy Milk as a kid. I watched uh, the campaign of Asli Swadzindigika Zindagi Ka as a nine-year-old. Uh, mm-hmm. And I enjoyed every moment of that iconic dance that the young woman did on the cricket field. Her dance with yeah. gay abandon is a story that made me giggle, made me smile. But for that matter, Cyrus uh, singing Khane Khaneka Bahana chaye with a tray full mm-hmm. of Cadbury in an Indian wedding. That caught my mm. attention and imagination. The product yeah. had a beautiful paper packaging at that point in time, which I used to save, write messages on and even trade with my younger sister. And at that wow. time, all I thought was it's, it's a great tasting chocolate that I can buy for five bucks. It comes in lovely packaging that I want to save. It has such mm. enjoyable, forward-looking advertising and it has mm. jingles, which I want to sing all day. So that's that's something that I thought about the brand as a kid. Only much later in college, I realized that uh, even as a child, I was actually evaluating the four or five P's of marketing, product, mm. price, packaging, propose, proposition, place, etc. And all these things made such an impact on my purchase decision and create such amount of brand love and affinity. It was possibly at that mm. time I wanted to see myself working or creating brands such as this and uh, yeah. brands which people could really love and respect. So I believe, Kabir, that's
0: where it started, and the journey mm. is still on. Wow! So it, like you said, it it was almost as if it was, you know, innate. Like you knew the uh, the five P's of the of marketing, and I mean, you you may not know as a kid what it meant, but True. you later True. on learned. But it was instinctive, uh, almost. Yeah. And and the fact that you were attracted to a uh, Cadbury and the whole. That one product was like you said, it, it wasn't just about the chocolate. There were so many other things involved in it, you know? So it was a very multi dimensional uh, aspect that you look for. And right. So, uh, and what's amazing is that you later on went to work with Cadbury. So, could you tell us about how your journey started there?
1: Oh, it was fantastic. I think I couldn't believe uh, when I uh, got the pre placement offer from Cadbury, I was just ecstatic. And hmm. I had no doubt in my mind that I am going to become uh, the brand manager for Cadbury Dairy Milk one day. So hmm. uh, when it really happened, uh, I was, I think, on cloud 10. Um, so, so yes, it's been a great feeling. It's been a great journey. Uh, we, we worked towards it. Um, yeah. I got great mentors along the way who helped me get there. So it's been a fun journey, yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, it must be quite something like you to work with a company which you know is the reason of why you why it all started you know wow that's that, that, that's quite beautiful all right so now like I said you are a veteran when it comes to marketing I've been in this field for a very long time and when you were when you're working as a marketeer right and uh, my question is about how do you design you know how do you design and construct a campaign? for a new product which has just been assigned to you like the, the you have been given a new product and hmm. they just say, okay so these are the qualities these are the characteristics and so and so so what does go through your head like how do you construct a campaign what are the things that you keep in hmm. mind hmm.
1: actually whether it's a new product or a rela- relaunch of an old product or a renovation hmm. um while designing a campaign, I think uh, important to spend a lot of time on the basics. Mm-hmm. Everything starts from setting the goal or identifying the problem.
0: Okay. What is it
1: that we want to really solve for? And I think mm-hmm. it is need to spend maximum amount of time and money on the first two, three steps. Uh, mm-hmm. And all of this should be quantifiable. So the first two, three steps would be number one, identifying our target audience or two, really articulating the challenge with them, articulating the problem and three, hmm. what is the behavior that you're trying to build or change thereby yeah. defining your goal. Yeah, so uh, spend Correct. a lot of time. And if you're able to really uh, uh, put numbers to these, um, it will be great because you always want quantifiable, um, quantifiable goals, right? The first step of the campaign is to really outline a set of goals. There can be various reasons to initiate a campaign. Hmm. Uh, It's important for the marketers to determine if it is a campaign to reach new consumers or customers. It's to increase brand loyalty, increase average ticket sale or introduce something new for the business. Hmm. Try to determine what you can do to move your business forward and create very, very specific goals on uh, what you need to find. The more specific you can be, Um, as opposed to, for instance, setting a goal to increase profit. Yeah, better you will Mm, be to uh, create messaging and measure the success of the campaign. Once you're done with this, the rest of the steps are really going to be a cakewalk. Uh, Mm. They will involve setting the right budget, selecting the right media channels, deploying the right messaging, uh, campaign Mm. uh, execution and measurement. We can spend actually another 24 hours discussing these but uh, I'm not going to spend that amount of time here. But uh, yeah. all, the big message here is take a lot of time at the start.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you said, you need to know why you're marketing a product. You need to know the mm. purpose behind that product. Like why do you want to put this out in the market? And you know what what you said about solving uh-huh. problems. Like you first need to know it is before you begin Uh, actually solving it right so like that just reminded me of this one quote by will mcavoy he once said that the first step in solving any problem is acknowledging that there is one and i think that that and i think that fits perfectly with your answer so brilliant so moving on to the next question like you may have one product like we spoke about but that one product may be uh you know maybe sold in multiple regions multiple countries uh so how do you make sure that a marketing strategy so this is a question more or less which we came up with because of the fact that do you change your marketing strategy for the same product but in different yeah. countries you know if mm-hmm. uh if if yes how do you do it
1: right i think um before I answer this question, I must say that there is a lot of merit in efficiency. If you have the same mm-hmm. packaging, same messaging across markets, and of course you end up saving a lot of costs. Yeah. However, um, I will go back to step one, where okay. I spoke about the task for the marketeer. And the mm-hmm. task can really be different across different geographies, different markets. Let mm-hmm. me take an example here. Yeah. In
0: 2002,
1: two three. McDonald's in the U.S. had a campaign around uh, pure product tech. They introduced burgers with triple the beef and double the cheese. Uh, The intent of the campaign was that, uh, you know, people who are walking into the store, they should spend more on these decadent burgers. And uh, the burgers are so good that they need to be enjoyed alone. They can't be shared. Yeah. So that was the campaign that was running in the U.S. in 2003. However, in Mm -hmm. India... McDonald's hmm. had just launched four, or five years hmm. back. It was new. Hmm. It needed market hmm. penetration. The brand needed users. They knew that Indians love their tastes and they are very, very value conscious. So in India, they did two things. They launched products, which they knew would be uh, a hit with the Indian audience, like the alu tiki hmm. burger. And yeah, they launched absolutely. a massive campaign around rupees 20, where they made available burgers, pizza, macbuff, soft serve at just yeah. rupees 20 to pull the crowds in. Uh, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you must be a kid when that campaign happened, but uh, yeah. must be a hit with your parents. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> imagine the Alutiki Burger even today outsells every other McDonald's product in India. So wow. the mood point here is that the same brand, um, same design, selling in two different geographies with completely two different messages. Hmm. Uh, hmm. And the, the big question that the marketeer here had to answer was, what is the task kya hai. So you hmm, see different markets can have different campaigns. It all depends on what is the intent? Is it to increase hmm. penetration? Is it to increase the frequency of consumption? Is it to increase average consumption? So hmm. as folks, we need to just uh, spend a little bit of time in answering those questions before we really design the marketing campaign.
0: Correct. Correct. Hmm. Uh, something which even I thought about was it's really important that you know your public that who you're selling to. You know, Correct. because because you can't take a concept which, like you said, uh, the strategy in the US was hmm. different from the strategy which was employed uh, in our own country, and you can't you can't switch it around because it doesn't appeal to the same because the people aren't same. You of know, of course, of
1: course. So
0: like for, for as a for as a for a marketeer, I think it's really necessary that you should know your target audience. Who is oh, yes. who are you? pitching the product to, you know, I
1: think there's big delight uh, in knowing your consumer well and understanding them well. Um, India is an interesting market because uh, it is so diverse. Like it is so diverse. I mean, uh, Hmm. there are times when marketers are in the conundrum that, hey, this is something that we are using as a character. Will this, um, you know, Sardarji in the advertisement work for the southern markets? These are the kind of questions that uh, uh, daily brand managers kind of go through. So mm-hmm. yes, it is a diverse market, and uh, if if you look at opportunity within the country, there uh, there are actually many India's within this India itself. So India is an interesting market, and uh, I mean, of course, when you go to the globe, there are uh, different different diverse pockets out there. So yes, that's what makes marketing interesting.
0: All right, Uh, that's a lovely answer. And you spoke about a point which I I really want to address now. I think it's the right time to address it. You have um, have worked a lot in the field of diversity and inclusion, you know? Uh, So this is something which I would like to ask you a question on. The role of diversity and inclusion uh, when it comes to marketing. What are your Mm. thoughts on that?
1: Well, um, diversity is... um fairly abused term, uh, Hmm. also in corporate circles, if I can. Many places, it it basically means to maintain a healthy ratio between male and female team members. Important to note that when we talk diversity, true diversity, we're talking um, a more inclusive place for people of varying uh, gender, age, religion, race, ethnicity, right. Um, yeah, it's not yeah. just about the sexual uh, orientation.
0: Correct.
1: Um, as organizations, multiple benefits. I think it's been spoken about enough. Um, uh, number one, I guess, uh, an organization. If you're marketing your product, it's always helpful to mirror your target audience. Yeah, Diversity exactly. in the workplace ensures uh, a variety of different perspectives. It means mm-hmm. that employees will have different characters and backgrounds. They're also more likely to have a variety of different skills and experiences. Which is always a big plus. Um, okay. Healthy diversity is directly proportional to higher innovation and creativity. It's it's seen and it's um, it's something that uh, I think ac- across corporate circles people would agree agree to that. Mm. Uh, I also think that better diversity means better decision making. Ultimately, you're able to really weigh uh, uh, amongst multiple options, and and that's something that we really need in today's world. Uh, mm. For organizations, I think it's definitely higher engagement, higher employee engagement. There's a straightforward correlation when companies, when employees feel included, they feel Mm. more engaged, and um, Mm. that works for the company, and the place is always desirable. So there are enough benefits um, of of diversity at workplace. Um, Mm. I think as brands, uh, we, we are getting a lot conscious. We've always been very conscious because. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the win uh, for a marketeer really comes in getting the right insights from the right target audiences. Uh, mm-hmm. I think inclusivity is something that uh, increasingly is playing a, uh, playing a role when you're especially designing your messaging.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, once you uh, have a clear goal on what you want to do with your brand, what is the perception you want to really build, it, then the task is to build the right messaging. And I think uh, in today's day and age uh, marketeers are much more aware of that I, mm-hmm. I do believe mm-hmm. social media also acts like a gatekeeper because it's very easy um, for somebody to point out that this is hey this is not working for a certain group this is not working for uh, me um, mm-hmm. it's easy for uh, uh, you know people to point that out and hence more important for marketeers to be conscious of that today
0: mm-hmm. yeah so
1: super important I guess
0: yeah and you know. I, re- I really like the fact that you make the distinction of what diversity exactly means. It means people from various backgrounds. It's not just about the sexual orientation. I think that is really necessary because I think we get that word, I wouldn't say it wrong. I just think we misunderstand it in certain yeah. scenarios at sure. times. Right. So, and the most important part of your answer, which, which I wrote down, was that you get different perspectives. And, and I think that's really necessary. I, irrespective of the industry but now because since we're talking about marketing uh, i think the fact that you said that you you get different perspective because if people from different backgrounds have different stories right mm. so and that definitely helps a, t- a team of marketeers when you're trying to uh, market a particular product to a particular community if you have someone from that community you understand the people and this comes back to what you said in the previous question. That's the first step you need to understand target audience, which brings us back to that first step, you know, which you said that you need to know your audience, right?
1: hundred percent. And I also think yeah. that's an opportunity, right? Like if you understand your target audience well, uh, yeah. it can really present brands with an opportunity. I mean, today, if we talk about the U.S., the beauty hmm. sector in the U.S., there are 42 black beauty brands which have launched over the last three years.
0: Wow. So,
1: I mean, that's the level of the opportunity because there is one, um, uh, you know, possibly one ethnicity they weren't catering to and hence it's a big, big opportunity. So yes, it's, I mean, uh, not to say that otherwise inclusivity and diversity is not important, but I'm just saying that as marketers, we need to have that diverse point of view to be able to really understand the market potential in the long run.
0: Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, that, 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 makes, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I get your point. Now, because we were talking about diversity and we talked about the people, uh, there is this one topic and I really like this question. So we all know that there have been brands in the past, okay, mm-hmm. who have capitalized on people's insecurities, you know, mm-hmm. and they have deviated from the whole consumerism, Idea. So do you think that this is changing now with businesses and brands taking efforts to be more careful and mindful towards the audience?
1: Hmm. See, um, well, this is a heavily de- debated topic. And it's yeah, a very interesting question. Uh, making audiences know that they are vulnerable to a threat hmm. is a very effective and has been... Um, it's a very, very effective tool and has been used across categories and across countries, you know.
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, to discourage various behaviors such as smoking, drug use, drinking and driving, unsafe sex, Hmm. etc. It is Hmm. a very effective tool uh, and used across. But Hmm. at large, the topic is very subjective and really depends on how you're using fear. It is also uh, something that... uh, is questioned from country to to country. So the benchmarks would be slightly different, right? Say for example, I'm just thinking aloud, um, a life insurance ad will always question the well-being of the family after the bread earner expires. Mm -hmm. So it's basically instilling some amount of fear. Now we can debate if that's right or wrong, but it seems logical to invest in insurance to cover for your family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then there is the case of mouthwashes where uh, the fear is that bad breath will basically push people away from you correct, correct now of course it's a small insecurity but in a way you're plant, planting that insecurity and establishing the role of mouthwash category <clears throat> as a solve yeah right? hmm. yeah um then there is of course the uh, debated example of fairness creams hmm. exactly.
0: um,
1: we've all seen enough ads where the girl becomes successful and confident after she uses the fairness cream Got now got that's it. planting a fear it's telling millions of girls that a darker skin tone is a barrier to success
0: yeah right yeah. and
1: and uh, of course if it has been effective that's why the brands are at such large scale i think businesses yeah. and brands are becoming a lot more inclusive and conscious when it comes to propositions like these especially hmm. uh, you know uh, when they point out towards a certain uh, color certain diverse sect or race hmm. uh, you know this was hmm. possibly accepted earlier but in today's day and age, mm. it won't be. And like I said earlier, yeah. social media is a big gatekeeper today. It's also something that keeps marketeers on their toes. It's easy Correct. for Correct. Uh, non-inclusive campaigns to get pointed out. So, yes, I think uh, there is, of course, risen um, consciousness in the system, but also mm. that social media is acting like a gatekeeper. So, yes, things are changing for the positive. Wow,
0: That's, that, that's really reassuring to know, you know, because the whole fairness cream thing, when you're a kid, when I was a kid and it used to come on television or, or as a ad, you know, in the newspaper, I I didn't realize how wrong it was as a as a kid. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and you only realize it later on that that's not correct. You know, you shouldn't yeah. make you shouldn't make people feel like that. And that's a very important point that you can that you stated about fear, you know, that how fear is used, like you need to know how to use it to to what intensity of it it needs to be used. And like you said, it has been a marketing tool for a long time. So I think it's, uh, the important part here is that how you use it and where you use it. it. Right? Correct. Correct. Right. Because, because the your point on life insurance, that hmm. is a good point. And it is something that I think everyone should be mindful of. But do you need to instill the same amount of fear when it comes to a mouthwash? I think that's that, that, that <laughs> that's isn't... why i said
1: it's too subjective at, at
0: the end of yeah the day. <laughs> exactly you know yeah i think that's really important you know all right so so this is um, now the next question is like this is something which we more or less discuss but it's about how i feel that marketing uh, at the very beginning of the podcast i said that marketing is ever present you know it's there at the corner of your eye There is always an ad somewhere, you know? So it plays such an important role, you know, that it has always played an important role in like aiding cultural, changing cultural norms, trends, views, portrayal, and representation of the society. So what is your take on marketing and when it comes to these things, you know, and uh, how much power... Uh, do you think that marketing holds about making a shift, making a change, making a change in cultural norms, views, or representation?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. See, um, people's expectations of brands have um, changed drastically, drastically mm-hmm. uh, over the last few years, especially um, after the rise of social media.
0: Yeah, it's not just yeah,
1: about what product or service your brand sells, but people do care about who you are, what you stand for, how you treat others. They want to buy it. from, work for, and collaborate with brands who reflect their own beliefs and values.
0: Yeah. yeah. They yeah. want
1: to see and identify with the organizations and brands as a whole, right? Like not only just a brand. So yeah, um, yeah. brands which are close to the culture and mirror the culture are able to actually use it at a as a competitive advantage. It creates mm. better engagement and relevance. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Nike. It uses culture cultural themes very well, be it women mm. empowerment or inclusivity. It does mm-hmm. a fabulous job by questioning the status quo, and it also inspires millions. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe another example that comes to my mind is uh, the rising culture of veganism. Okay. Right. Um. So there are companies like Beyond Meat and Imagine Meats in the US, which are actually making plant-based meats today, right? Yeah. yeah mainstream yeah. brands like Starbucks have, uh, hmm. you know, they actually display their vegan offerings separately. They'll have a different page where they talk about their vegan drinks. Starbucks today yeah. recently, I think uh, posted on their website that they have 15 new vegan drinks. So they are, I mean, the culture wow. needs to reflect in, in what organizations do and backwards. Hmm. Um, sustainability is something which is rising, and we're all talking about it. There's enough talk uh, in hmm. the corporate circles also about it, and it's important for brands to pledge. So, uh, recently, um, in in the, I think it was um, the, the, I'm I'm forgetting where it was signed. I think it was in Paris, where a lot of corporate circles, brands, and governments really signed that they'll be carbon neutral by 2030 hmm. or 2025. Yeah. And that's what hmm. um, uh, people want to see because they want to be really conscious about the choices they're making. And uh, it's important for brands and organizations to play that out. So yes, yeah. uh, it's, it's like a mirror, right? Like you see the mirror yeah. and backwards. It's marketing is so much like cinema. What you are mm-hmm. is what you see and what you see is what you become.
0: Wow, wow, beautiful. I, lo- I love that last statement. I have a follow-up on this. And I think you will agree do you think that social media i mean social media wasn't there 20 30 years ago it's it's something which has you know just come up in the past two decades and do you think social media acts like a check you know like like a checkpoint for uh, a particular campaign like, i'm not saying it restricts it i'm just saying that it may uh, like a control if, if if a campaign isn't if isn't going well or it's it's not exactly do it isn't it isn't propagating the right things. Because the power of social media in this day and age is insane. You know?
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so do you, See, do you think that?
1: It's interesting. The role of social media, right? See, social media basically is, um, I mean, people get onto social media and they have very, very extreme point of views. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I think
1: in this day and age, we are very, very quick to judge. Because you yeah. have so much clutter, yeah. you have such little time. So you have to make your statement in just those two, three, five seconds that you have. right?
0: Correct. And in Correct.
1: those few seconds, you, you gain a lot more by being, um, uh, being a lot more impactful by seeing a statement which is outrageous. So, so that's the world mm-hmm. that we live in. I mean, social yeah. media, unfortunately, mm-hmm. divides more than it uh, uh, brings people together. Mm. Uh, So, yes, I think it has made us conscious, but it has also made us fearful. Sometimes you want provocative campaigns coming out. Sometimes you want brands to say something loud and clear, but then, of course, because of the possible trolling on social media, you would kind of um, be conscious of the kind of campaigns that you would want to put out there. So it's both ways. It acts like Mm -hmm. a check, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it sometimes um, prevents marketers from doing a lot more outrageous work. So, yes, Correct. I mean, um, it's both ways. Correct. So Correct. You
0: look at it. Wow. All right. So, this is a, uh, my next question. Um, because, uh, considering the situation of the world right now, you know, because we are in a, we're in the middle of a pandemic and everything. Uh, did, did you any Did you, by any chance, did you witness a change in consumer behavior and with respect to products and not any particular product, but I mean in general. And how, how did you think that these marketing agencies would have adapted to it? Because it's been almost a year that we have been in this scenario now.
1: Well, um, yes, I think uh, the past year has brought significant change, um, hmm. uh, not only in marketing, but generally as consumers. And I'm sure you would also feel the same. Um, mm-hmm. Consumption patterns have changed Uh, When it comes to food, a lot of consumption happens in home, uh, on-the-go consumption has uh, reduced. But I think at an overall level, uh, the the ability to think before you take a step has increased. So there's genuine consciousness uh, talk about the planet, about the resources that you're using. A Mm. lot of people are talking about it. They're uh, putting forth their beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that's one big trend that we see that there is a trend of consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. then there is big, there is a big, big trend of health, right? Like you do see, yeah. um, immunity products all, uh, all plastered around you every day. There's a new product, which will promise immunity. So yes, uh, people are consuming more healthy products. They want to make healthier choices. Um, correct, correct. I think. Uh, while health was for a very large population, people were talking about weight management earlier. People are actually talking about overall well-being now. So that's mm-hmm. the uh, other big shift. Uh, the third very interesting shift is around openness around mental health, which is coming up. Um, yeah. As, as, yeah. Um, and as marketers, we have to be conscious of that. People are talking um, about mental health, the importance of it, the importance of family, the importance yeah. of being able to share um, so, yes, um, you know, that that's another big trend uh, that we see. Yeah. Um, so, wow. yeah, I mean, there are definite uh, consume consumption pattern changes post-COVID, and it's very interesting to see how marketeers are also adapting to it. So hmm. um, uh, there is a big rise in the gaming industry, right? People are hmm. uh, spending a lot more time gaming uh, yeah. than before yeah. because, yes, they have more time on their hands and there is less to do outside. Similarly, the Good. rise of OTT, I mean, the consumption has just yeah, increased, right? Sure. Because yeah. uh, now earlier you used to live with one Netflix, possibly now you have three or four on your phone because you want yeah. to yeah. consume a lot more content than before. So that's the change. Makes sense. Similarly, I think food is also changing, seeing a big change. Uh, naturally, yeah. since yeah. people are not stepping out, so their couture is changing, fashion is changing. Mm. Uh, when it comes to fashion, you have a lot more increase when it comes to categories like athleisure, um, mm. but uh, not so much when it comes to partying. Uh, or or evening clothes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, naturally, yeah. consumption patterns are changing, and it's as marketeers. Uh, it's only prudent for us to really echo the change in the consumption pattern.
0: Mm-hmm-hmm. Wow. You know, this when you mentioned the whole consumption pattern of the audience, like that has changed, and that was a question. about It reminded me of the of your point on how marketing uh, how the field of marketing acts like a mirror you know uh, which you, which you said in the previous question that uh, it it goes both ways you observe your audience and you learn what you what needs to be pitched all right so now moving to the next part of the interview rapid fire okay so you need to Ooh. answer them quickly and you need to answer them short all right okay ready cool yeah. so let's start with the first one uh, what is it like to be parul sharma
1: <laughs> it's a lot of fun to be Sharma. <laughs> well, uh, I have a lot of interests uh, ranging from art to wildlife to taking care of my kids uh, and holidaying. So, yes, uh, I mean, my interests keep me occupied apart from work as <laughs> well.
0: It's fun. Be- beautiful. Okay. So, uh, what do you treasure the most in yourself that has helped you in your journey as a marketeer?
1: Hmm. I think then simple answer is that I would always uh, market products, which I consume. Oh, wow. So okay. um, that, that's something that uh, has been a principle. Uh, thankfully, okay. it's worked in companies which have given me great, tasty chocolates, and, and biscuits, <laughs> etc. cetera. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, that's one principle that I will always live with that. I, I will not work for, work for something that I don't consume actively.
0: Wow. So, is that your mantra? Would you would you call it your mantra of uh, of marketing?
1: My my marketing mantra is start simple, learn yeah. and iterate. That's my mantra.
0: Wow! Start simple, learn and iterate. So, wow, that's amazing. I think that's I something that. that
1: I will tell everyone. Yes. Wow. Yes, it works. Wow. Yeah, oh. in most things, it's not only about marketing. In most situations in life, it will work.
0: All right final question okay what do you think is the future of marketing
1: okay i can't say it in one line i'll say it in one word it's
0: fascinating wow i love that answer even more <laughs> amazing fascinating all right so i would just like to wrap up this des- session and i really feel ma'am that those are some amazing answers especially the last, I love your mo. I love your mantra. I genuinely do. Start simple, learn, and iterate. That's a beautiful mantra. And uh, yeah, so we spoke about so many things. You know, we spoke about the role that marketing plays, how diversity gives you multiple perspectives, and how marketing, at the end of the day, is about telling a good story. You know, and yeah. knowing for you to tell these stories you need to know the audience because after all that's who you are pitching your product to and as you and as you rightly said that marketing what the future respect marketing will always be fascinating because you are selling a lot of emotions in while you market it's it's a spectrum of emotions and i think i cannot that there is no other way to sum up this session but apart from your own words that is start simple, learn, and iterate, ma'am. Thank you so much for being a part of this. This was an absolute honor. Um, my thank dear, you. Audience. I had a
1: lovely, lovely time, Kabir. It was thank lovely so meeting
0: much. and discussing this with you. And to my dear audience, thank you so much for joining in today and listening to our podcast. My name is Kabir Narkarney, and this is Ontropedia. See you next time and goodbye.